0: The AppGuy podcast is brought to you by AppTentive. Find out why your customers feel the way they do with AppTentive's surveys. To go and find out more and to get a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thanks to AppTentive for supporting the show. GummyCube. GummyCube can help your app flourish in the App Store. GummyCube's Cube's ASO service is a complete program with the best technology and most knowledgeable advisors. To go and get your advice, go to GummyCube.com. That's GummyCube.com. And thanks to GummyCube Cube for being such a long-term supporter of this show. B7Dev, that's B7Dev.com. App design and development, they make your app idea become a reality. The founder called Haim is a very good friend of mine, so make sure that you mention my name when you reach out to them. Thanks very much to B7Dev. And by NewMob. N-E-U-M-O-B. NewMob makes sure your apps have faster load times and better performance. NewMob helps app developers keep their existing users and drive maximum revenues anywhere in the world. Go to newmob.com. That's N-E-U-M-O-B.com.
1: Hello, my name is Sefi Shapira. I am the founder and CEO of EscapeX, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul the App Guy.
0: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we go around the world and we introduce you to founders and authors and entrepreneurs, investors, because it helps you in your journey. So if you are interested in this mobile space of disruption, this is the podcast for you. Now, I have uh, two amazing co-authors that I'm going to introduce you to. Now, we know these guys are relevant because they have written a book. It's called Valley Speak, Deciphering the Jargon of Silicon Valley. It's incredibly uh, useful. And uh, let me introduce uh, Rochelle Kopp and Steve Gantz, who are the co-authors. And we're going to be talking about this book. So, guys, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Hi, Paul. Hello. So, first of all, what inspired you to write the book? Maybe we can start with you, Rochelle.
2: Well, certainly. Well, it was actually, interestingly, started out as a book that we wrote in Japanese. And I had written a book in general about American business buzzwords. And someone in the Japanese publishing industry said, well, you should really do one related to Silicon Valley for all those Japanese people who are coming to the US. And then when we were working on it, I invited Steve to help me with it. We discovered that there wasn't anything in English about all the jargon used in Silicon Valley. And we thought, well, we're researching it and we're finding great stuff. Let's share it with everyone in English too.
0: I love that. And how did you guys connect and do it together as co-authors?
1: Oh, well, we're married. So uh, I was a <laughs> natural that- person for Rochelle to uh, turn to looking for more support in some of the technical areas and also have worked as part of uh, several startups, so uh, know about some of the financial aspects as well, and we're able to uh, pool our expertise and bring it together.
2: So besides being very complimentary as a couple, we're also very complimentary as
0: (laughs) co-authors. Yeah. Yeah. With the two different names, you see, that threw me. (laughs)
2: Ah,
0: (laughs) But that's my wife. My wife is the same, in fact. She has a different surname to me in her work uh, profession, so it's quite common. Uh, Okay, this is great. You're a married couple, and you've found that there's an issue. You've written a book in Japanese about silicon jargon. What's that done to your own careers, having a, a book out there?
2: Uh, well, for the Japanese book has been really great for more exposure in the Japanese market. And I've done uh, books in Japanese already, so I'm kind of known as an author there about issues of language and culture. But having the Silicon Valley-specific one really helps put us on the map as, uh, for our expertise on that. And we work with a lot of Japanese companies that are here in Silicon Valley.
0: It's fascinating because we've had recently an episode where we were talking about a book writing service. And anyone can go back and listen to that. And we know now the importance for our own careers, for our own credibility. To, it's, it's it's almost like important to have a book. Would you say, Steve, that uh, for anyone listening, if they can get a book on a subject that they're passionate about, that it does actually mean a lot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually one of the topics that we discuss in our book because it really is part of the Silicon Valley way of going about things, the uh, thought leadership. So whatever expertise you might have, it's always a good thing to present that, to use that to establish yourself and then whatever else you can build and offer around that. It's really just a very natural way of connecting with people and furthering whatever you're trying to accomplish.
0: So here is the challenge that many people listening to this are attracted to the Silicon Valley lifestyle. You know, there's a lot of press about the money that's being made. And I would, I guess, ask you both, given that you have been doing your own startups and you've got this book, is it worth being a startup founder living in Silicon Valley? Would you recommend that to anyone (laughs) listening now?
1: (laughs) Well, it is uh, (laughs) not for everybody. That's for sure. But on the other hand, I think most people really do have things that they've kind of thought about, oh, wouldn't it be great if uh, if things were this way or if I could accomplish something, whatever it happens to be. And, and there's really nothing like a situation that enables you to follow those impulses and live them out. So It's actually a huge amount of work to do your own startup. It's a huge amount of work to participate in an existing startup. But there's really nothing like the leverage it gives you in terms of having an impact with the company and being able to direct the uh, development of your product.
2: Yeah, well, the thing about Silicon Valley is is that it's such an incredible density of people who are doing startups, people who have experience supporting and advising and funding startups, all within a very concentrated space. So it has a lot of efficiencies. And a lot of VCs, when they are investing in promising startups, one of the conditions is that they move the startup to Silicon Valley to be part of the ecosystem. So there's a lot of benefits. But with that being said, On the other hand, you can say that Silicon Valley is also becoming kind of a state of mind, and there's so many great startup hubs that are popping up really all over the world where people are taking a lot of the ideas and practices and applying them in different places. So I don't think you necessarily have to be here anymore. I guess you could say it's a topic that a lot of people debate.
0: Yeah, well, that's debated because a lot of developers listening to this are going for jobs, for example, at Slack. Uh, And they're requiring people to be at the offices. And yet we also have these other digital nomads, in a way, who work, and I'm included in this, and I I actually work from a hub in Bali. So what are the other hubs, do you think, in your mind, uh, around the world where they are trying to emulate the success of Silicon Valley?
1: Oh, well, within the US, you have lots of startup communities, really in uh, pretty much Any major city, but certainly uh, Boston and New York, around universities, Chicago Chicago. as well. Around uh, universities, you'll tend to have uh, startup communities kind of following the way things developed in Silicon Valley around Stanford University. So I believe Boston has a uh, strong startup community as well. And then uh, going internationally, uh, yeah, likewise, uh, certainly London. Very strong. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going going to ask Rochelle about Japan as well. Is that
0: an interesting space at the moment for startups, tech and tech?
2: Yes, I was just going to mention that, that there are a lot of startups in Japan. In fact, there are a lot more there than there used to be. And so there's a nice blossoming that's going on there. And particularly for startups in the app world, because Japan is so advanced in the penetration of smartphones and and how integrated they are into people's lives, it's a really great place for people who are doing apps. Also, Korea and Singapore are getting a lot of attention from people who are making things. Also that comes to mind for me is Chile. They've got a great program where they actually subsidize entrepreneurs to come there. And another one that comes to mind, I've done some work with the U.S. Department of State's Tech Women program, and I've met some really great entrepreneurs from Africa and particularly standing out is Nairobi has a really interesting hub of people, including um, some app developers.
0: Yeah, I've heard that they're, they've invested quite a lot in their internet speed and f- fiber optics, and that has completely changed, you know, the way they think about their industries. So uh, that's really inspiring. I'm sure everyone listening, you know, can get quite inspired that it's not just Silicon Valley. But let's move our attention back to Silicon Valley. You know, in your in writing the book, what would you say were the biggest challenges in, in terms of getting what you needed for the book? You know, this, Ro- Rochelle, let's start with you on this one.
2: Oh boy, I think just the, the vast number of concepts and new technologies and financial techniques that are in use here, we actually are keeping a list of all the, the key concepts we mentioned in the book, and it's up to 210. We have it up on a word a website called WordNIC. So it's just, it's a lot to get your arms around.
1: Yeah, I would say that a big part of the challenge is actually keeping it in a form in which so much material is digestible. We have a reasonably constraining format of uh, two pages per chapter, which covers a particular topic area and the jargon that's fundamental to that area. And it's not necessarily a uh, perfect, all the time to try to get whatever the size of that space is into those two pages. But it is really a a great exercise and a great discipline to have to think in terms of how concisely we can present the material to cover a lot of space in a a short number of words, but make it readable, make it uh, entertaining, and actually get across not just the terminology, of what the terminology means to people, uh, what they're passionate about, what they argue about, different positions people take on the issues, really convey that concisely. So let me thank my really cool sponsor, Apptentive. They have a dashboard
0: that when you log into, you get to see how your users of your app are effectively using it, and it gives you the best way to communicate with them. Now, the terrific thing is you get to try it for free right now, today. If you pause this podcast, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash app guy or lowercase apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And you can request a demo. You get a free mobile app consultation. You don't even need a credit card to try this stuff out. And you get to understand the way to communicate with your users, get to uh, use intelligent ratings prompts. There's a lot of stuff there to really help boost your app profile and get more downloads as well which is always uh, something that we need. So apptentive.com forward slash guy, all lowercase. I uh, really do go and check them out. They've been great supporter of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Apptentive for continuing to support the show. So I have a highly relevant sponsor for the show. It's called Gummy Cube. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, Gummy Cube. And they are the world's best experts when it comes to app store optimization. Now, what they can do is help you answer these questions. What are the best keywords to target for your app? What's the best name for your app? What's the best description? You see, Apple and Google use those details to rank your app. So you need to be thinking about them. You need to be A-B split testing them and, and just doing a lot of work with App Store Optimization. So to take the headache away from you, just go and use the world's best experts in App Store Optimization. That's Gummy Cube. So I want to thank Gummy Cube for being an awesome sponsor and just remind you that you can go to www.gummycube.com and go and check out what they can do for you. Thanks very much for supporting the show. So there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye, guys. One is that I would love to know, like, as you were researching the book, Tell us any, any stories that may come to mind about fascinating people you met in the process, because you are, there, there's so many greats. But maybe if you could pick someone who comes to mind that really helped uh, with the material.
2: Well, one person who was really helpful and gave us a lot of great comments was Guy Kawasaki.
0: Right. Okay. Did you actually sit down and spend some time with Guy?
2: Um, no, unfortunately, we didn't. We just, you um, know, for <laughs> email. Although we'd love to do that, of course. But he was really generous with looking at the manuscript, giving us suggestions. It was really wonderful.
1: Yeah, another person I will uh, mention is Carol Sands, who I had met through the Startup Leadership Program, which I have been participating in with my current startup, Team of Fire. And she was very helpful in reviewing some of the material and giving uh, her uh her thoughts on how it could be improved and contributed, I quote, for the book as well.
0: Well, if you have a direct line to Guy Kawasaki, maybe you can invite him onto the show. We're yet to get him. so. Ah, Okay. Okay, Well, finally, there is a, a theme and a trend developing on this show because I do a lot of these and what is coming out is the whole area of artificial intelligence and bots and I wondered if you had any views on on that, how that's developing, and whether you think it's going, it's a fad or whether you feel like there's some longevity in the development of artificial intelligence and bots. Um, do you have a view on that?
1: Yes, well, artificial intelligence is hardly a fad. It's uh, fundamentally, you know, been what computer science has been uh, developing towards over uh, decades and we are really making much more progress now i think there have been various periods over time where that's been seen as hype where maybe two grandiose promises have been made and i would say that we are continuing in that mode of making grandiose promises but the <laughs> in fact of Promises becoming more grandiose may be a sign that we're actually making much more progress in doing much more amazing things with artificial intelligence. As far as the bots, yeah, that is just one way of interfacing artificial intelligence with people. I think it's a natural one. It probably, it most certainly won't be the only one. You know why? It's
0: because this show has been going now for several years and it's called The App Guy. And suddenly to my shock and horror, I listened to some, someone saying that that could be now the death of apps because we have had, we've had apps replacing the internet in a way, you know, the original computers, you go on a browser and now bots could be replacing apps because Facebook are talking about, you know, having a bot a store. And uh, you do everything within the the one platform rather than going off to different apps. And so hence my kind of worry about the, the name of the show. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, I wouldn't worry so much. Well, names may well change, but the same sorts of uh, technological solutions keep reinventing themselves. It's a sense in which apps are really just a resurgence of the downloaded software model, which we've taken a brief break from with some of the cloud-based technologies. You think what we're going through with
0: apps is a resurgence of what we've been through in a past period with uh, downloading software?
1: Yeah, I think there are various ways of Dividing control in a system between the uh, user's technology and the server's technology. And there's a pendulum that goes back and forth and will continue to do so.
0: I love that. That's so much clarity there. Well, Rochelle and Steve, it's been a genuine pleasure. And I would recommend uh, that people do go and find your book and buy it and read it. I will have links on my website to you. It just for everyone who is listening, you can go to theappguy.co, search for episode 458 with uh, Rochelle Kopp and Steve Gantz, and you will see links to them and the book. But in the meantime, how can people connect with you? What's the best way of uh, reaching out?
2: Okay, well, we've got a site. It's siliconvalleyspeak.com, and there's a contact form on there. So that's probably the quickest way.
0: Wonderful. And um, will it be yourself that we're engaging with, or will it be a bot in the background? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, you won't know the difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be doing the cheering test on you, I think. I mean, um,
1: by the way, great. we do have some uh, quizzes on the website that people can interact with and get an uh, initial chance to play around with some of Silicon Valley's jargon.
0: I love that. That's great. Well, thank you very much for bringing such a a useful, wildly useful book to market and sharing your knowledge with us on this show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Paul. Yeah,
2: thank you.
0: Just to remind you that this show is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube are a big data company that are collecting data into Data Cube, which is pulling data from the app stores, Google Play and the Apple App Store. So go and use an App Store optimization company that is getting its data from the App Stores and not from web searches, which do not relate really to what's going on in the App Store. Go and check them out. It's www.gummycube.com. Thank you very much to Gummy Cube. They're just such a great supporter of this show. This episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page e-book on how to get the best ratings and reviews. And to find out more, just go to aptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you very much to AppTentive for supporting the show.